From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates. Shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards, towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome back in, hockey fans. Anywhere that may be joining us tonight on this Monday night as we conclude the second week of the NCAA uh, hockey season for 2023-2024. Scott Strandy with you still in beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota, home of the Augustana Vikings. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on that beautiful Long Island, the home of the Long Island Sharks. and. Um, I'm I'm not allowed to talk about the palatial estate. I, that's off limits from this point. Well, just so Paul, how are you? You have to tell me where you find one because I don't know where there is one. <laughs> oh, stop! Stop it! <laughs> you know, I, I I would show you a picture of the window from my basement, but I don't have any windows in my basement. So, you know. Okay, let's go with that. All right, so the truth. <laughs> Anyway, tonight is supposed to be the night where we dig into uh, the the rivalry series. This this caught my eye this summer. You and I talked about it. Right. North Dakota opened up the icebreaker against Army, but then they got Wisconsin last Saturday right. night. This weekend, they're going to renew the uh, the rivalry, the old time rivalry. I'm calling it. Uh, with Minnesota, there's a lot of things in the history, Paul, and you've done some research on it, I know. Oh, try. Um, but there's a lot of things in the history that if you weren't around prior to NCHC time, you missed out on a lot of the history between these two universities because it was different back then. And we'll get into it here in a little bit about why it was different and how it was different. But 
So I want to dig into that because I think it's it's kind of an educational thing. And now that North Dakota is part of our coverage area, and I know you're still chanting that you want me to bring Minnesota in because you just want them in the coverage area. But, you know, we got to take things slow. Yeah, every day I do that. <laughs> you should see my email box and really? my uh, my text messages, folks. He, he's oh. just pounding me with this, like, more Minnesota, more Minnesota. Yes, and, and, and anybody who listens to this <laughs> podcast or these podcasts on a regular basis knows the, the, validity, the, the validity of those statements. <laughs> anyway, um, I jest. But one thing I'm so totally serious about is tonight we were going to have Pat Micheletti on, and there was right. no better gopher to bring on to talk about the history of Minnesota gopher hockey. He's played it. He's watched it. He's yep. had brothers that played it. Yep. He uh, is now the color analyst. He's very close to the program. Yep. Pat was excited to come on. Unfortunately, uh, he has some family matters to take care of yeah. um, with, uh, with an older brother. Yep. And uh, I talked uh, to Pat via text just a few minutes before the show, and I said, you know what? Family first, my friend. You can come on here anytime. Yep. Hockey will always be second. So uh, yep. you do what you need to do, um, and uh, we'll have him on when he's able to come on. Yeah, um, I mean, but anyway, well, first of all, let's make sure we, that people know because we're at least scheduled to have Alex Heinert on tomorrow. You know, again, until somebody can come on because of, you know, uh, we're not trying to be negative here. We're just trying to make people aware of this is the schedule, but sometimes things happen like tonight. Yeah, exactly. But so, Pat, Pat, we're thinking about you, Don, Tom, yes. um, whole family, whole Micheletti family. We are uh, we are praying for you, and uh, and hope that everything works out in the best uh, possible condition that we can get. Yeah, and you know he knows he has an open invitation, so he yes, doesn't even he have does. to tell us. He doesn't even have to tell us he's coming on. Just no, on. he can just join in whenever he wants. Whenever he wants. Um. Anyway, so I am going to do my very best to uh, play the role of Pat Micheletti tonight. And uh, Pat, this will be—I'm um, sure—quite embarrassing for you if if, well, if I'm playing your part. But um, yeah, anyway, you have quote more institutional knowledge about this than I do. I can I, uh, look stuff up. Yeah, well, I have some some history. Um, being Minnesota born and and raised for 27 years of my life, so um, yeah, I will uh, I will bring what I can to this rivalry. I certainly can't do what Pat could do no. in bringing it justice, but I will give tonight my best, uh, my best uh, input into the Minnesota side of things. And then hopefully Alex will, uh, will bring us the, uh, the best of North Dakota. If not, we'll try to find somebody from North Dakota or I'll play well, that role too, because I certainly am close enough to both. Well, listen, um, you know, I'm sure Alex knows. I'm sure that he has heard all kinds of stories. You know, I, I and he is a research nut. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if um, I'd have to look and see if he started uh, at the end of the WCHA days uh, doing games uh, on Midco for uh, North Dakota. But you know, you can't be there, I assume, and not be uh, around it as much as he is, and not have heard the stories i mean listen um you know we've been on we've been doing this for a while and i certainly didn't have any of the background on 
uh, on, you know, North Dakota and Wisconsin. But, you know, I knew enough to, I, I found out enough to talk about a water bottle game. So, um, I don't think <laughs> there's been anything Whatever do you mean? described. Whatever do you mean? You know. Such um, a water bottle game? Well, is that what you're the, telling the, me? The fact is. Are you really that, saying that? Yes. The fact is we had somebody in that game be able to tell us what happened and dig into it. More than one. Well. We've had yeah, two, I, I believe. I understand that. Eddie was on the ice for that game, too? I don't know if he's on the ice, but he was certainly there. I'm sure he was. So, oh. anyway, so before we dig what? into all that and get started, because that will take up a majority of the show when we give you the history and, okay. and prepare you for what's going to happen this weekend at the Ralph. Yes, I can say it. Where? That's what they call it, the Ralph. Where? The Ralph Engelstead Arena in Grand oh, Forks, so North I Dakota. That I the Ralph. You go there. No. And, and you will be calling it the Ralph before you leave. No, I won't. Yes, it's the Ralph. No, I won't. <laughs> no. Anyway, so before like, we do that, we're going to give everybody the taste of the Super 16 right now, right here, and uh, and then we'll jump can, into doing uh, doing the rest of the show. Can we just call it the Chaos 16? I can call it whatever you want. It's yours. At least for this week. <laughs> okay, folks. Because that's why. That's what. Buckle that's, up. That's what I did. And I, I wanted to demonstrate, A, again, you haven't played, you're not in. I don't care. There are some teams that are in the other polls that haven't played. Well, no, you you can't be in if you haven't played. I guess I get it at a preseason poll, nobody's played. I don't agree with those either, but, you know, what the hell do I know? Um, and, you know, I wanted this week's 16 to represent the chaos that has happened in these first two weeks of the college hockey season. And, I mean, I think I did it, but then that would be up to other people to decide. So it's not necessarily one where I said, okay, these are definitely the best 16 teams in the country. Okay. Disclaimer right up front. Here we go. Here's the top four. Paul Hornstein sees it as Denver, 2-0-0. North Dakota, 2-0-0. Boston College, 1-0-1-1, and Michigan, 2-2-0. Paul, 2-2-0 makes your top four. Again, you know, it, it, it wasn't one of those situations where I really wanted to do that, but I just... Uh, Two losses, way, people... a 500 record is the fourth best team in your poll? Well, you know. Like I said, I wanted it to represent the chaos. And by the way, how bad it does. Um, there is a parlance that uh, would say that uh, does not because I I go I don't know I don't count the shootouts. Um, and to me, Boston College is one zero and one. I know they may have won a shootout, but and maybe I have it wrong. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's was actually that is a mistake on my part. It was it is two and zero because they didn't beat Quinnipiac in the shootout. They beat him in overtime, so that's a mistake. Oh, okay, so we have to update that two zero. Yeah. I'll get it. Straight. I'll straighten it up the next week but, for Boston College. Okay, yeah, I'll, cool. I'll straighten. Big of you to catch that and to uh, make that announcement. 
know, I, I think. Listen, I screw up. I admit it. I think for this weekend, Paul, um, I think people would have loved to have you say that North Dakota and Minnesota were one-two. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. And not because I don't think North Dakota, your 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 boys there, the Sioux. Uh, I'm sorry. Fighting uh, Hawks. Sorry, I screwed that up. Um, Hold on a minute. Now, as long as you brought that up, it's a great time for me to tell you that tradition still stands. When they uh, come onto the ice to start every period, it's uh, the voice, Darren, Lock- Darren Looker, will always say, ladies and gentlemen, here come your University of North Dakota fighting, and he'll kind of just let it drown. Yeah, and, and the and the, the fans will say, Sue. All right, that's cool. So, yeah, that's cool. I get it. Um, you know, I just I'm sitting there, and and like I said, this this is a hard week, mostly because, like I said, it was chaos, and I'm happy about that. And I don't know, there were just so many of the top teams lost that it was kind of hard not to put somebody in that space. Like okay. That other Speak, goal team. You speaking know, they, of space. St. Thomas, but you know. speaking of space, five, six, seven, and eight. Here we go. Okay. Michigan State three one and zero. Minnesota two zero zero. Providence two one zero. And Boston University one one zero. Yeah. All horn team. What do you got? You know, Providence. You know, doing their Did thing. Michigan State not lose at Air Force? They did. Okay, just checking. They so did. you're saying Air Force is pretty good or Michigan State, eh? Um, I'm giving Michigan State the benefit of the doubt in this case because of the fact that uh, uh, they had that game in altitude, and I don't care what you say. It makes a difference that first night. Air Force. What I'll say is it always makes a difference. Yeah, but you get a li- makes a little. I mean, depending on the games, but um, you know, give air. You know, I got to give Michigan State a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, it's not like they uh, they were playing on the road, and it's always hard to sweep on the road. Okay, Minnesota, you just you're not going to give them any love at all playing that really good St. Thomas team that's going to give people problems all year long. Yeah, but I can't do that in the first week of the season. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Just checking. Uh, um, And Providence 2-1-0, have they earned that? you got to split at Michigan. you got to split at Michigan to start the season. Um, Had a pretty easy non-conference win against Stonehill. Um, We'll find out whether I'm right or wrong this weekend when they play Denver. Yeah. So, okay. And Boston University, the Terriers, uh, come in at number eight. Uh, hard to – I had to drop BU down a little bit. Okay. Um, I know there are some people that have them uh, higher, despite the fact that it took they took – Bentley took them to overtime. And they lost at New Hampshire. Okay, yeah, fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Um, let's jump to 9, 10, 11, and 12, because this is where I think chaos really kicks in, uh, especially when people want to pump their chest up for the way they started the season. Penn State, 3-0-0. Yeah, Northeastern, well, 2-0-0. Yeah, 
The Colorado College Tigers. Two O O. That's not the team I put there. Oh yeah, it is. No, uh, Minnesota State. Two O O. Tigers. So nine, ten, eleven, and twelve do not have a loss between them, and that's uh, six nine games on the season. No losses. They're nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. And Paul Hornstein's mind. Yeah, well, you know, I got to give Penn State some credit. They they haven't played the toughest of schedules yet, but they are three and zero with three road games. Okay, you know, but uh, number nine. You know, shouldn't they, they be a little higher than that? They are three and zero. Oh, shouldn't they be seven, eight? You All right, put them a little higher. I mean, you know, this is my this is my opinion. Okay. So. All right, Northeastern. What have they done? Uh, again, uh, you know, strength of schedules. You know, with wins over Stonehill and Bentley. Not, you know. Yes, they did tie Quinnipiac, but that was an exhibition game. So. Who knows what that game was like? So I need a little more proof, you know? What about my highest scoring team in NCAA hockey stop currently? It. Stop, stop. The Colorado College Tigers. Stop it. It's two games for crying out loud. How many goals have they scored, Paul? It doesn't On matter. Average, six and a half a game. It's two games. Chris Mayad, are you listening? Peter Menino, are you listening? John yeah, Lidget, yeah, are you they, listening? They, they, you can yell at me. I don't care. They can <laughs> yell at me. They've also given up five goals. I'm sure that the the coach very happy about that. <laughs> Paul, but what does the win loss record say? Two and zero. Okay, and eleven is the size you want okay. to put them. Well, also again, uh, union. I'm not anti-union, but and I don't want to. Disparaged Christmas. No, no, we Mar- know that you're not anti union. Definitely not anti union. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got to see it a little bit, you know? I, 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 they, they look good. They look like I thought they would look. I expect them to be a better offensive team this year, but, um, you know, I got to see it. I got to see it more than one weekend. Okay. Minnesota State, you impressed with Luke Strand and what he's done so far? How can you not be? Right? They lost all those people. They lost all those players. Including their head coach. Including the head coach. Right? And their assistant coach. You know. um, But, you know, you got two wins. Yes, they were at home against. uh, 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 But, you know, St. Cloud. uh, Minnesota State wins in overtime. Wins a 5-1 game going away. Um, you know, you know th- they weren't playing Little Sisters of the Poor. So. <laughs> All right. So that leaves us with 13, 14, 15, and 16. This is also interesting. And a comment from our executive producer said, who did he put at 16? I got to go look for that logo. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Alaska. Fairbanks, right. the Nanooks, one, two, and one at 13. Right. Minnesota Duluth would like a shot at those Alaska Nanooks. They are one, zero, oh, and two. Yeah, you know, I sit there and, 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 and I watch your Bulldogs, and I'm like, uh, again, it's still hard for me to get rid of the vampire moniker on them because they just keep hanging around. 
just keep hanging around. That's what ties are, yes. man. Hanging around. <laughs> you know, One way or the other, you're hanging around. You know, three three games against teams from the UP. Uh, who are supposed? You to know why that is correct? It's very close. Close right on the South Shore, they're on the uh, the list would be on the North Shore of Lake Superior, and the UP is the South Shore of Lake Superior. So you what? just travel down U.S. Highway Two, and uh, you go along the South Shore, and you end up in Duluth. Kind of go around the tip of uh, Lake Superior, and uh, right up there, you're in Duluth, Minnesota. It's way too complicated. Oh man, learn some geography. Anyway, um, team number fifteen, the Arizona State Sun Devils, at two zero and zero, much better start than last season. Oh yeah, and, and listen, you, if people want to accuse me of being a homer, that's fine. Again, I did this to represent the chaos of the weekend. You know, Merrimack and went. Merrimack. I'm went. gonna, I'm gonna back you on this first. Before then, you can tell us, but I'm gonna back you on this because I told you when I saw this depth. I don't know that there's a deeper team, a skilled, deeper team than Arizona State. And uh, they certainly have one of the top goaltenders in the country. And how do you win championships, my friend? Goaltending. And special teams, and then well, depth right, doesn't let's hurt. Not, let's, let's, let's so let's say, let's say they've got two out of three right now, and yeah, that's they why they're off, 15 and not fine. one. Well, no, well. Um, but... You know, again, if they get, if they could figure out any way, it's like watching my NHL team. If if my Islanders, what, what, hold on a minute, you have an NHL team? My, you know, my Islanders. Are they winning tonight? Report. By the way, no, they play tomorrow night against your Coyotes. I thought they were playing tonight. No, those guys, they're they're playing in Manhattan. Oh, okay. okay. Um, if they can get any power play scoring on a regular basis not have one game where they get four goals on the power play and then don't score another one for a month if they can get any consistent scoring on the power play they will be a dangerous dangerous team not gonna argue and then our friends at holy cross 3-0 and O get the number 16 spot um they're throwing darts at you because they're going like hey dude we started 3-0 and O. Right. And we're 16. You couldn't right. find a spot a little higher for us? You didn't think maybe we should be 13? Maybe. Maybe. But nobody has it ranked <laughs> higher than I do. Uh, good point. Good point. You know, and, you beat uh, LIU and then swept a home and home with UConn. And, and you, do, you do represent chaos because... Uh, that's the way it is, and I can tell you, uh, this weekend, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, Lindenwood coming to play St. Thomas, and I'm going to be hopefully over at St. Thomas one day this week. I'm not sure which, um, just to visit with Rico and see that team in practice. Tomorrow, I will see the uh, the uh, Sioux Falls, the Augustana Vikings practice in the morning. Right. Have a chance to visit with a couple players that are off to fast starts. Uh, goaltender Zach Rose. Right. And uh, Hunter Bischoff will visit with me tomorrow. Right. So I'll have a little song for you tomorrow night. Okay. Well, um, you know, Holy Cross, uh, they, they started off 3-0-2 in 2017, but that was two ties, then three wins. Uh, 2016, it was 3-0-1, but that was 
a couple of wins, a tie, and then another win. It's the first time they've actually started 3-0 since 2012. So. Okay. And, Good know, stuff. The delivers of uh, 2012. Was that the year? Now I have to look. Was that the year? The year of what? 2012. Uh, 12-13. <laughs> A little upset in the NCAA tournament. Nope. Nope. Maybe that was 11-12. Let me see. What are you talking about? Uh, There was a little upset. Holy Cross in the NCAA tournament. That was 2006, my friend. Was it that far back? Yep, because I just pulled up something uh, on the anniversary when I was doing a little more verification research. And I found that it was on the 16th. They said, hey, it's the 10-year anniversary of Holy Cross beating Minnesota at North Dakota in the quarterfinal or in the uh, opening round. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite games. Yeah, I bet it was. It was. was. (laughs) So anyway, that's a great lead-in to our conversation that we're going to have right after the break. Start highlighting what could be uh, some old-time North Dakota, Minnesota hockey. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move! 
Getzel. Getzel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the NCHC.TV studios, this is ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey Coast to Coast. Indeed it is, College Hockey Coast to Coast. Uh, Scott Strandy with you tonight in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. If my voice sounds a little raspy, yes, I'm battling a bit of a sore throat slash cold seasonal type of virus. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from that big, beautiful palatial estate where there's never a virus going around there because it's just pristine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't waste much time to get back to the palatial estate. Yeah. Yeah. Very palatial. <laughs> By the way, just to let you know, anyway. Holy Cross number one in the pairwise. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my God! You, you just love rankings, you love to push my buttons, don't I you, love my friend? Those computer rankings. I know you love. Oh them. my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, where do we want to start this weekend at the Ralph? Yeah, I can where? call it that. In Grand Forks, North Dakota. Right, I've heard. Things of it. will be renewed. It'll be uh, the University of Minnesota traveling up I-94, and then they'll veer off up uh, I-29, and in about five hours, they'll be in Grand Forks, and uh, they will enjoy the opportunity to play in one of the most, okay, not one of the most, it is the best college hockey arena on the planet. It it still is. After I don't know how many years, it still is the best arena in college hockey. It has the right number of seats for this for the city, it's got eleven thousand. It's got the best sound system that I've ever heard. Uh, nah, let, let's take uh, let's take Las Vegas and T-Mobile, but um, other than that, I've never heard a better one. And um, they've got beautiful facilities, locker rooms. Um, the place is immaculate. Uh, if you haven't been there, there's marble everywhere, everywhere in the building, um, and it, it's just. It, it, it's just a, a gem. Uh, you've seen the pictures I've taken from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. You walk up there, it's like, really? This place? Here? Yep. Well, Really? Listen, this place? Here. They've been in that version of the building since 2001. Uh, I don't know if they just remodeled it or just rebuilt a new building. You know, I, I don't know. You would know that better than I would. Uh, Dean Blaze was the coach. What, this building? Yeah, the this one, one? you're in. Well, yeah, this one is brand spanking new. Yeah, it's brand spanking new. Okay. No, and how then next the to it, the old one's gone. Okay. Well, how far? It wasn't very far, but it's gone. It was probably okay, three miles, four miles. Okay. Anyway, um, they they have the main arena, then they have a Olympic size sheet, and then they have a basketball uh, arena. Right. So it's the Ralph Engelstead Arena. It's the, uh, I don't know if they've named the practice area, the, sure the Olympic have. size. And then there's the uh, Betty Engelstead Arena, which is for basketball and volleyball and all of that good stuff. But it's all one complex. Right. Uh, you can go from one to the other somewhat smoothly. 
Right. And um, you know what? I uh, I parked about I don't know four blocks away, walked, and it was freezing cold. I'm sure <laughs> it, it was, was. It was October fourteenth. My oh, friends and I was yeah. freezing my rear end off on Saturday night, so much so that I needed an NCHC beanie on my head. And, uh, yeah, I, I was happy to have it. So thank you, Michael Weissman, for that yeah. um, because I needed it bad. Anyway, okay, well, so that's where the, that's the scene of the, uh, of the battle, the right. uh, old-time rivalry battle. But the team that's traveling there, um, the University of Minnesota, is jacked up as always, to play North Dakota. Why, you ask? Well, not only are the two states neighboring. Right. That's obvious. Right. But uh, the competition between the two states for hockey supremacy has been there forever. Well, they've played I mean, 300 years. games. Yeah. What's the record, Paul, by the way? Um, going uh, through the end of last season, the other maroon and gold team, has won 144 times. The green and white team has won 136 times, and there were 16 ties. Can we go back to those, please? Get rid of the shootout. Thank you. You have two teams battle, um, and, and coaches will tell you either way. One will say, yeah, you know what? If you battle it out through overtime and it's tied, it's tied. Yeah, um, others will say, you're not going to play this game the whole time and not determine a winner. Well, I'm on both sides of the fence. Of course you are. What's your pom pom? I like to see, I like to see the overtime. I like to see that that go down. I like to see it go as a tie. You know, it's just um, a shootout that you don't like. Right. Um, so listen, I have a frame of reference with Wisconsin because we've talked about it. Okay. Uh, when you play somebody three hundred times. There, I assume there's 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 gonna be I don't have to assume there's bad blood because I know there is. Now have they had any incidents like with the Wisconsin game with North Dakota? Um not not to that degree. Not where blood into the seats, I don't believe. I don't ever recall that. I do recall lots of physical fights and I do um recall lots of guys um, going into the benches, right. if that counts, they've gotten into the other bench and and um, and done those types of things. So, um, but folks, if you're not familiar with old time college hockey, go back and look. What should we say, Paul? Pre nineteen ninety? I think you do. I, I think you got to go. I grew up in the seventies and eighties. Right. And uh, that it was, was a that different was, battle. Well, I was going to say that was probably the height because by then, uh, or at least at that point, the game was changing. And, you know, that I would, you would say that that's more kind of the modern era of college hockey starting in the seventies and eighties, or do you want to go post Lake Placid? No, it, it started in the 70s and 80s because, uh, you know, Neil Broughton and, and his his story, I know it quite a bit better, obviously, but um, no, I really I'll never don't. forget. I'll, 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 I'll never forget 1979 National Championship for the University of Minnesota. He scores the game-winning goal, sliding on his stomach, 
and getting the, the puck past Bob Iwabuchi, the great goaltender from North Dakota. And that really set things into motion okay. um, because they win the national championship against North Dakota. And then North Dakota wins in 80 and 82. So uh, it was uh, it was a real um, gunslinger mentality, if you will. They they could play defense, but boy, they could score. And uh, they had great goaltenders, but boy, they could score. <laughs> so it was one of those things. Both teams, I'm okay. talking about. Okay, they could go at it. Um, and, and keep in mind, uh, Neil Broughton grew up in Roseville, Minnesota, which is about 20 miles from Warroad, Minnesota. And that's the home of the Christians, Dave Christian, Eddie Christian, uh, right. go down the list. Um, so the rivalries from high school transferred right over to college. And, uh, it was a hard line and here's the hardest line. And I told you this off, uh, off air. And I think it, uh, it needs to be mentioned again, um, Minnesota, the University of Minnesota, um, began a very strong emphasis on recruiting native Minnesota hockey players, high school and junior hockey players in the state, right. as opposed to out-of-state Canadian and European players. They wanted to prove that uh, they could do this with Minnesota homegrown players. They could win championships with Minnesota homegrown players. And that started with Hall of Famer John Mariucci when he was coaching way back when. He refused, actually, to recruit players from Canada. And um, Minnesota high school hockey got so good and so strong. Listen to this, Paul. You want to talk about growth? They went from 26 teams, high school teams, in 1945 right. to over 150 in 1980. 1980 right. is the year I graduated high school. 26 teams to 150 in that, what, 35-year span? Right. That's growth, right? That's growth? Okay. Then along comes head coach Doug Woog, champion homegrown player talent as well. He would only recruit Minnesota players in the late 1980s and 90s, and most of his rosters, um, you know, that's all they would be. And, and guys, they were really good players from – Wisconsin and Massachusetts and New York and all over the country, all over Canada. Okay. Flip the side, flip the coin, if you will, to the North Dakota side. They didn't have a dominant North Dakota high school hockey or junior hockey. So they look for players almost everywhere but Minnesota. And uh, they would get good Canadians. They would get good players from other parts. But uh, so it became almost an international battle, this rivalry between uh, Minnesota and North Dakota, because there's Minnesota players, then there were Canadians for the most part. Um, so that's the way things went uh, from the 80s, 90s. And then, you know, in in the 2000s, things became a little more diversified. The talent pools got better, and, and eventually um, they couldn't just recruit Minnesota players. They had to go get the best players, right. and they could have been from all over. So, And by the way, um, that, that 79 game is the only time amazingly enough that the two teams have played in a national championship game. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? That's what made it even better. You know, um, uh, you know, and you know, the, the, the situation there and, and you know, I have been uh, introduced quote to both fan bases and I have my opinions. Um, 
I don't think I'm shy about them, but, um, you know, this is, you know, that is, you know, rivalries have to start somewhere. And, you know, when you're the team, and both of these schools were the team in their in their states. Oh, yeah, and still are, to be honest with you. They are. Well, obviously, North Dakota is because there's nobody else. But but even in Minnesota, Minnesota is still Minnesota. Right. I mean, but, I told you the chance, right, when I was at Duluth, they would say, we're Minnesota, you're just Duluth. No, I get that. But at the same time, it's a little, you know, there's still other, it has spawned other schools. Yeah, yeah, it obviously has. You know, there's um, there's what six D one programs, yep. seven, six, yep. seven. I mean, not as many as New York or Michigan, but uh, still a lot. <laughs> nice one, nice one. Um, and let me tell you how much that homegrown Minnesota talent meant uh, at the University of Minnesota. And Pat would have told us this if he were on with us tonight because he's told us before. Uh, People asked him, you know, where are you going to go to school? And uh, and and people got all over because Hibbing, Minnesota is not far from Duluth. It's a lot farther from um, Hibbing to Minneapolis and Hibbing to Duluth. There are Iron Rangers up there in Duluth and Hibbing and Cohasset and all up in that area and um, <laughs> Grand Rapids. Um, so you think of that area and you wonder, this great Pat Micheletti kid, how did he end up at the University of Minnesota? And uh, he'll tell you the story. Uh, people were wondering, and uh, he talked with Mike Sertich, the head coach at, at Minnesota Duluth. And Mike said, you know, I didn't even try recruiting you because I knew you were going to Minnesota. <laughs> right. And your family went there. Your brothers went there. Right. And, uh, you know, so why would I even waste my time or offering a scholarship if I knew the answer already? Well, you know, maybe you get him on, a, on, a, on, a, on an off day. Who knows? Yeah, that wasn't going to happen for the no. Micheletti family, I don't no. believe. Okay. No, was not going to happen. Well, listen, I get that. I mean, right? Like, um, you know, the the Christian family, the, the, I, did, I assume they didn't even bother to recruit uh, Brock Nelson. No, everybody knew he was going to North Dakota. Right. You know. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's that's part of the traditions up there, but... It's unique in the state of Minnesota in this particular rivalry that there were a lot of Minnesotans on the on the uh, North Dakota team that either chose not to go to Minnesota later on, right, or uh, Minnesota didn't recruit them because there were too many players. All right, so uh, they did, got. It, so go ahead. Maybe this will for for the people that um, for the longest time. In football, ASU used to, you know, would get the players that USC and UCLA didn't recruit Southern California. Um, and ASU is one of the few teams in what still is, but won't be for much longer, the Pac-12, that has a winning record over USC. And a lot of that has to do with those players in those games playing with a chip on their shoulders because they wanted to go to USC and UCLA and, and weren't recruited by them. So yeah, I think a little bit of that too. Yeah, I think if you look at just the two communities of Rose and Warroad, um, both 
pretty close to Grand Forks, much closer than to uh, the Twin Cities. But the Roseville kids, for some reason, gravitated towards Minnesota. The Warhol kids gravitated towards UND. And uh, that carried on a high school rivalry right into college. So, um, you know what? Uh, it bled over into the fans, too. What was it? I mean, you would know better. Obviously, you would know. Social pressure? Oh, well, not not like it is now, obviously, with social media out there. But, yeah, there was plenty of social pressure. Um, well, and, you're not exactly talking, you know, big towns. No, no. But keep in mind, World has uh, Marvin Windows, which is right. a national, international no, 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 company. And, and, uh, Brothers Sticks. and Rozo has, yeah, and Christian Brothers Sticks. And Rozo has Polaris which is a, a major um, ATV snowmobile um, manufacturer. So no, they have I, listen, and I understand big that business. Too. No, no, I understand that too. But I mean, without looking it up, I mean, you know, we're not talking major metropolitan areas. No, but I would say two to 4,000 right now in each city. Yeah. I mean, is that I, even a city? I, no, it's a town. That's a town. I mean, I don't, and I don't know how much bigger, how much bigger were they? I, I, even with those companies there, that was about it. That was about it. And you know, it's, uh, it's, and the high school games were incredible. They were packed. Um, you couldn't. It was standing room only. Fire marshal would be in there, probably counting numbers and trying to move people out. Which good luck on that. Yeah, the only uh, numbers he was counting was the the green and white numbers <laughs> that he was getting for ignoring the. The capacity, yeah. So and anyway, green and white in North Dakota either. That was high school hockey. the The rivalries that I remember back back in the day, and, and Minnesota would come up, and uh, they would have throngs of people, and North Dakota people would be um, grabbing their tickets and giving their seats, and um, it was it. Some things led into the crowds. The crowds got a little feisty at times. Some things led out Maybe afterwards, but for the most part, so to speak, yeah, for the most part, this was about what happened on the ice, right? right? That's what settled the score for the fans, and um, for the most part, let's put it that way. Right? Did they get but, a little crazy? Uh, and the tradition would be: North Dakota fans would uh, go get frozen gophers. Dead gophers. I love this. And they would sneak them in. Um, they wouldn't even have to sneak them, to be honest sneak with you. Sneak them? Really? Come on. You weren't supposed to take them in, but I think there were a security guards or a certain door where they would go, ah, no big deal. So as soon as uh, North Dakota scored, uh, out came a frozen gopher. Nice. Uh, onto the ice. And uh, out came the shovels and things required to, uh, <laughs> to clean it up. And... Um, <laughs> You know, they would say, oh, yeah, please don't throw things on the ice. Next goal scored. Here comes another one. <laughs> kind of like yeah. the Octopi at uh, kinda the, like. Olympia, yep. the old Olympia in Detroit. Yeah. Yep, kind of like. Um, so, you know, those are the old-time things. The bands, I can remember, and the rivalries were just crazy good. Um, the pep bands, and usually the pep bands are travel, um, you know, in, in big rivalry games. And those are things we... We don't see much anymore, and we need to kind of rekindle it, I think. You need to get it back to the college environment and, and playing for your school. You know, I got into it, uh, Paul, two, four, two frozen fours ago 
when I said I think there's two teams that want to win a national championship and two teams that would like to win one, but would also uh, be concerned about how many guys they could put in the NHL. Who did you get into it with? So it's <laughs> whoever asked me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I think this rivalry weekend is going to be one very, very special rivalry weekend. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those deals where when you look at what Minnesota brings, it being in North Dakota, um, both of them have fantastic home ice advantages. But almost anybody in college hockey will tell you that uh, the home ice advantage at North Dakota is something. It was obvious already this early part of the season because the uh, University of North Dakota defeated North Dakota State in football earlier on the day Saturday, and right. that crowd bled right on over uh, to Ralph Engelstead Arena, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you're interested in, in seeing some old-time uh, rivalry hockey, I know there's great rivalries everywhere. So all the guys out east don't don't start throwing darts. I mean, I can only do so many at a time. Well, listen, but, I'll uh, throw darts at you anyway. It doesn't really matter, but that's not the point. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the point is this one goes back quite a while. It's a good one. It's renewed again this year. And the, the two teams generally don't like each other. Um, and, you know, you heard the comments from Brad Berry when he said, you know, the page has already turned for me 10 minutes after the game is over with. He said the players will take a day. But I've already flipped the page. This right. is a rivalry game, and I'm already thinking about what I have to do next week. And, and they're not talking about getting a split, Paul. They're talking about both teams are talking about getting sweeps. Right. Minnesota wants one for the road sweep. North Dakota wants to protect home ice. Um, I heard a lot this weekend, Paul, of coaches telling me we played really well because we, we uh, protected um, the house right in front of the net. The right. part that you want people to storm to uh, to score to. goals. You so if you're to. playing defense and you can protect the quote-unquote house, uh, it's a lot harder for people to crash the net. Well, but you still have to do it. No, no. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that they know the importance of it, and it's more than I've heard recently. I kept hearing that over and over again. I heard it from Garrett Raboin. How about that? Raboin. Right. Um, I'll see Garrett tomorrow too. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask him why he doesn't ever correct me. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll go from there. So when you're thinking about um, this particular rivalry, it's so much deeper. And North Dakota is already fired up on it. They were. Um, they were. They're going to have a green out. So everybody's supposed to wear green on Friday night. They've already got eh, five to seven different uh, items in, in the Ralph Engelstead Arena Pro Shop, the right. Sioux Shop, as it's called. Right. <laughs> they have uh, uh, one that caught my eye right away, which was a green eight, a very large green eight, uh, greater than a smaller maroon five. I like that. Like you that. get that one, right? Yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I like that. That's so for those listening that don't get it, Eight national championships for North Dakota, five for Minnesota. You think it doesn't matter, folks? It matters. Would you would you would you say that this is a the equivalent, say, to a Yankees Red Sox? Yeah, yeah, that for kind sure. Of heated intensity, for sure, for sure. Only these are college kids, and um, 
and college universities and alumni. I don't think that matters. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's a little bit different when you're playing for pay and when you're playing for pride. Okay, well, 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 we'll, we'll leave out the whole playing for pay thing. Um, well, you know what I'm talking about. I know that you still get, <laughs> you still get, you know, some compensation now, as they should. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, when you put on your college sweater, and you can you can attest to this because when you put on a uh, listen, I uh, think it means. First of all, I, I disagree. I, I think it. it it might Hold on a minute. More Hold on. You chose let, let me, to go there. Let me ask you this: You chose to go to Arizona State, sort of. And okay. <laughs> whoa. <Sort of. laughs> and why are you going to go to U of A? And somebody talked you out of it? No, 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 no. It was it was a default kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm talking about ASU, U of A. You know that heated rivalry and everything. Coach Powers just said he didn't matter. Anytime he played anything, competed anything against a, a block A, um, he wanted to win as badly as he could. Um, yeah, well. So that rivalry is there. Yes, yeah, Yankees-Red Sox, that's a rivalry. But you know what? Um, the teams change all the time, and and they're, they're getting paid millions of dollars right now. So they're going to be fine. They're going to live their life, and they're going to go on. But these guys are going to have, at the most, four, not, probably four years to to show their pride. And you just look at, at North Dakota and Minnesota in particular, when they have their reunions, those guys come back and they want to they show their pride that they were part of a team uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It doesn't matter. They, they still are part of their school. And that just doesn't happen. I mean, not to the same extent, I don't think, in professional sports. No, I don't think. No, that, that's my point. The, 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 the fact is that um, you choose to go to that school. It's not like the pros where you get drafted. So you choose. That's a, an act, a proactive choice. Unlike, you know, unlike, um, you know, when you choose to go, you know, when, like I so said, when you, you make an active choice to pick a school uh, in the in the professional rank, you get picked. Right. So it matters. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I, except in Logan Cooley's case, he chose where he wanted to go. <laughs> sorry sorry it was just too easy anyway um so uh, when we look well, at he, this he was a number three pick yeah it's good <laughs> this is going to be a very I, I fun guess, weekend of hockey i guess the other maroon and gold team couldn't match the nil i mean the paycheck <laughs> i guess not no. <laughs> salary cap uh, listen i i guess is there a salary cap in NIL? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I know there is in the NHL. Yeah, this is true. Hopefully that goes up in the next couple of years. It's supposed to. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm sure that that Mullet Arena crowd will help raise that. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that first playoff game there. Yeah, Stanley Cup Finals coming there, too, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. told. That'll be a beauty. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's uh, 
the first highlight, the first side of it, the gopher side of it. Tomorrow night, we have uh, Alex Heinrich scheduled to join us. Alex, the voice of North Dakota hockey, not forever. I mean, uh, but he's done a lot of research, and he has done it a lot now, so he knows the history. And um, he'll be able to provide to us what it's all about. Listen, he's been the only guy that I know of, and we've been doing this for six or seven years. Right? I can't keep track. I've been doing it for eight. Well, yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying as far as I know. So we know he goes back at least a decade. I don't know if he wants us to look it up and see how far back he goes. You'll have to ask him. But, uh, you know, uh, but the fact is I am sure that he's gotten the odd story or two. Um, and maybe Do you think so? Yeah, maybe. And, and we'll All those that. bus rides and plane rides. Well, remember, they, they it's not like they play every year now. I, I mean, I they did play last year in uh, in Minnesota. They're playing this year in, in, in Grand Forks. So he didn't get to, uh, I don't think he got to call either one of those games. I'll have to ask him that too. No, no, I, I'm just talking about... Um, the, the, the former Sioux players and coaches that he's right. been around right. That's what and I'm heard sure the he stories. Got tons that, and tons of stories. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, look and, forward uh, to those. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And, and he knows being close to that green and white team, as you like to call them, the Fighting Hawks, how much um, beating, <laughs> North, beating Minnesota means to them. So we'll hear from Alex tomorrow night, hopefully. And, uh, again, uh, our uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Micheletti family. Pat was going to join us tonight. I had a commitment with uh, with his older brother Tom, yep. and um, we're uh, we're thinking about it. Uh, all of you and the Michelettis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No easy way to take it out of that, but go ahead, my friend. All right. From the nchc.tv studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app, proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly. Two locations in Tempe, one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, delivery is made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well then, my friend. We will say uh, a big thank you again to Pat Micheletti for, um, you know, I know he wanted to be here, and I know he couldn't. So, uh, we, you know, like we said before, we have an open mic whenever he wants to come on. Um, 
personal note, it's going to be fun. Grandma and I are going to take uh, our shots at getting somebody on the ice tomorrow night in Lake Elmo or slash Stillwater. So uh, it's going to be one one of us be dressing right. uh, the young man, the three-year-old, and the other one will be kind of watching. So guess who's going to dress him and guess who's going to do the watching? I might tighten the skates. How about that? I, I would assume, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to stay out of this because <laughs> this is none of my business. Anyway, we're I, looking I forward know, to it. We'll make the skate better than you or not. I don't know. We'll we'll make the four hour trip from Sioux Falls to Lake Elmo tomorrow in time to uh, to get Rowan to ice skate in practice. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Sure we're looking forward than to I it. Do already, so <laughs> he moves pretty well. I'll send you a video. Well, you've done that before, <laughs> which is cool. I like seeing the videos. Of course, anyway. he can stand on his skates. I'm not sure I can. So. Yeah, he can, and big shout-out to uh, Randy and the guys at, uh, behind the mask for setting us up in, uh, in a full set for, for Rowan to uh, continue to play this great game. So, nice. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Tell everybody to join us tomorrow night when we are scheduled to have the voice of Fighting Sioux Hockey and CBS Sports Network, Alex Heinert, with us. Good night, everybody. <laughs>